are now listening to the unmistakable sounds of the Wolver Pool Weekend Tailgate. It's your boy, C-Dog. Be weird. We got a lot to talk about, so we're not going to waste time. Let's go ahead and get into it. We, we have basketball talk, but we're going to talk about a little bit of football because it's still buzzing uh, what's been happening uh, as it pertains to uh, the current future and state of Brian Harson and this football program moving forward. Um, we had it live on Friday, which we spent a lot of time just chopping it up, just giving our thoughts. Our thoughts about that while raw and new at the moment have not changed. Okay, which is why this conversation is going to be a little different today. I know you guys kind of want to uh, ask us questions, but our thoughts for the most part haven't changed. Now, as time goes on, I think we can all agree it doesn't look good for Brian Harson. But our yep. opinions about everything that's come out, the way it's it's happened has not changed. I'm going to refer a lot to the video we did on Friday for those types of conversations. It's two hours worth, okay? All Anything you want to know about how we feel can be found on that video. If you super chat us, I'm going to read your super chat. I'm going to thank you because as my grandmother told me, people don't have to give you anything. I will thank you and then proceed to direct you back to that live video on Friday, okay? So don't get upset. You've been warned about that. What I want to do is just talk about a few questions because an ESPN article was released that was pretty intensive, uh, pretty descriptive about some of the things we did talk about on Friday, some of the things that a lot of Auburn fans have been aware of. Um, and it's pretty, pretty, pretty damning, I must say. Um, it's been a PR nightmare. I should say, for this university, uh, for the players involved, coaches involved, families involved, the fans. It's been it's been a tough few days for us. Um, and regardless of whether or not you feel about this, about where things are going, we can all agree that this just is not a good perception for Auburn nationally. We'll get to some of the statements that we have. Actually, I'll read a couple for you. Basically, there was a, a statement by Jay Gooch saying that the university is moving quickly to make the appropriate decision on Harson's future. Uh, this one, another statement by Gooch is that the school is trying to separate fact from fiction. That's in regards to the rumors and speculation in terms of what has happened under Harson's tenure. Um, Harson was asked in the ESPN article. Basically, he's pushed back. He says, all I can tell you is that nothing has changed with me. We're working toward getting this program where we all want it to be. And that's where my focus is going to remain until I'm told otherwise. If somebody's out there trying to create a narrative for their own interest, I can't control that. 
In this particular section of the ESPN article, it says the decision on Harson's future is expected to come within days from the from university leadership, not athletic leadership. Sources have told ESPN when athletic director Alan Green hired Harson, the move was viewed as a win for the athletic department, fending off board and booster influence. That power dynamic appears to have shifted similar to what occurred with the firing of Gus Malzahn in December of 2020. A decision, sources said, came from outside the athletic department. Quoted here, Auburn is always going through transition and leadership said an industry source for me with the school's inner workings. Therefore, there's no way ever to, to, to ever tell who's in control. Another source told ESPN that Harson grew frustrated after the season when trying to get contract numbers finalized for assistant coaches he wanted to hire and administration officials wouldn't give him any answers on what he could pay or the structure of those deals. Harson even requested to meet with the board of trustees to address the salary pool questions, but Googe said that that wouldn't be a good idea, a source said. Harson's hands were tied, the source said. It's the head coach's job to hire assistants, and there were no answers from anyone. All right. So my question here, I got two-part questions because I do want to point to some things that talked about Harson as a coach. But let's just talk about the perception of Auburn University nationally. We've known for years, decades, that there's been a power struggle as it pertains to our football program, right? It's also known in coaching circles. Brent Venables, when he was in his introductory press conference as Oklahoma's head coach, spoke about, very briefly about, the situation in Auburn because he was believed to be contacted. He was a candidate for the head coaching job after Gus Malzahn was fired. He was in the D.C. at Clemson. And he spoke to some of this power struggle or some of this situations going on at Auburn. So coaches were aware of it as well. But now it seems like everybody knows about it. What does Auburn do moving forward? Regardless of whether you or what side of the fence you're on, whether you think Harson should go or you support Harson, moving forward, how does Auburn address this negative? reputation it has garnered because of its actions as of late either one of you guys can jump in i mean so i'll I'll say a brief piece about this and again i've said a lot about how i feel about the situation um honestly the answer is i don't know where the university goes at some point in time if this article is truth right like so there's a source that says there's a source that says if there's any truth to the idea that decisions about what happens with the athletic department are coming from outside of the athletic department, that's a problem. You hire an athletic director to manage your athletic programs. If you're not going to let the athletic director handle the athletic programs, then why are you hiring an athletic director? If it's going to be somebody in name only, then that's senseless. That's a waste of money just to have someone in a title that you aren't going to let do the job, number one. Um, and then when it comes to coaching a football program, if that coach is asking for resources to make sure that he can implement the plan that he wants and you refuse to do that, then why are you hiring a football coach? If you want to be a football coach, 
coach football. If you want to be a booster on the board of trustees for the university, then do that. But you can't be the athletic director and the booster and the board of trustee member and the head coach of the football program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and run whatever business it is that keeps you profitable. Decide what you want to do with your life and do that. All of this extra stuff that you're deciding that your money affords you the opportunity and voice in is crap. Support the programs that are in place or move your support elsewhere. And that's coming from somebody who I can't replace the dollars they're putting in, right? So I'm not saying, well, I'll step up and do it. But what I am saying is it's not working. And if it's not clear to you who is doing the puppetry that it's not working, then I question what you're seeing that works because it's a repeated cycle of decades of ineptitude. And you can't be upset at a coach for one year of what you perceive ineptitude when you've been bad at what you're doing for decades. Hmm. There seems to be a dichotomy here where you feel as if your ineptitude is okay to continue and this coach ain't getting it done. He's, you know, he's been here a solid 12 months and we're not national title contenders. You are terrible at your job. Terrible. And it's ridiculous at this point. And at this point, I'm, I'm questioning any person who stands in alignment with that ideal as something that we should continue to do. Any person. I don't care who you are. It makes absolutely no sense because people are parroting this idea that Brian Harson has made people who matter upset. The only person he should be worrying about upsetting are the players that are on that field, the staff that is in that building, and his boss who is the athletic director. Everybody else should have no say in this. And even some players are a little... Even some players. B? Yeah, I think I hit it on the head. It's if we're going to have people in positions to do jobs, then you empower them and enable them to do their jobs. And that's it. Anything else is is unhealthy and it's unsustainable. And you can see clearly why we have been such a roller coaster of a program over the last 20 years. This article, the reason it really jumped out at me was that it referenced what happened with Gus in 2020. Now, we know that somebody really liked Gus to have um, extended him after the 2017 season. And then again, I think it was like a, another little restructuring after 2019 is what it was. It was, uh, well, next year is something. They, they restructured it because he wanted a football facility. They had been asking for that for a while. He said, I'll put some of my own money down to right. do it. Right. And that was somebody saying, okay, yeah, I'm with you. And as the article referenced, apparently there are just a few really big players on top and one of them will do what they want to do. So if one person's a Gus guy, he extends him. He says, hey, you're going to extend him. And after that, somebody else jumped in after 2020 and said, no, nah, I had enough of that. Sorry, Gus, get out of here. Here's your money. We need to do something else. These decisions are not coming from the athletic department, and that's what's most important about the first part of that of those quotes. This is not within the structure of athletics. These are people who do not play football, did not play football, who did not 
have years of experience of football making decisions based on what they think and what they like. And honestly, what they think and like is worthless. It means nothing. If they, as a unit, if, if these big people on top could come together and make decisions as a singular force, I think it might be better. But they don't. They are in competition with each other, obviously, which is why you extend Gus one year and then you fire him the next. Alan Green, when we talked to JG, as soon as Alan Green hired Coach Harson, JG said, no, this was Alan Green putting it on the table right here. He, he did something outside of the influence of the people who would like to be controlling the situation. And we knew that. We, we could assume that. That's the thing. We could assume that. This article and what we've seen over the last week helps truly illustrate how disjointed the decision-making is at the top of the food chain for Auburn University. I don't know how you fix it when the people who enable the university to not only be competitive in athletics, but academically, um, um, as far as research, these are the same people who fund the university, not only for athletics, but right. for their programs, for the, the infrastructure, for the expansion of the campus. Are you going to, as the university president, which is why this doesn't happen, tell the guy who is making sure you stay in the top 100 of public universities Hey, man, don't worry about it. You can't, you can't do that anymore. Your identity as a university, like many universities, is tied to the success of your alumni. If your alumni are not giving back and investing, you have a very hard, difficult, uphill battle to compete and stay competitive in higher education. So to tell these people get out would be to doom the progress that you are making as an academic institution. And that's why the president cannot do that. That's why very rarely does the president do that. These people say, hey, you're going to get that guy, you're going to give him this many years, and the president does it. And, and that's the, the long and short of how those go. Going forward, I have no idea how this changes. You could, because as somebody I've seen, we reacting on Twitter all night and all morning, People are saying, well, what, what is it going to take to get this somebody out? And then we'll just, we'll just, however much money they were putting in, we'll just fund it as a, man, that sounds nice. Uh, that sounds yeah, because nice. It's, one yeah. time is cool, but are you going to keep re-upping <laughs> that money every year when they need it right. again? Right. right. We're we talking about eight figures uh, probably every 12 months collectively between um, whatever donations they're making. Again, not just to athletics, but to the university as a whole. It's not possible. It's not possible to do it. So we are in a situation where Brian Harson will be fired because what he has done is bring some very common sense operation to the athletic department, to, to the football program, which is I am here to do a job. I am trying to do that job. I have assistants to hire. Let me know what I can spend on assistance. And he can't get an answer from anybody because A.D. Green is not at liberty to make that decision, he has to answer to these same people at the top of the food chain. So he can't make the decision on how much to pay people. So how are you going to go and recruit an offensive coordinator? We were, oh, man, when are we going to get an OC? How are we going to get an OC when the people are actively sabotaging his ability to hire coaches? 
by not giving him figures. So he can't go and say, here's how much I can offer you. Here's how many years I can guarantee you, you will be paid for your services here. He can't go to anybody with that because he doesn't have it. Right. How is this, how is this healthy? This is, it's, it's a toxic way to do business. It's, an, again, an unsustainable way of doing business. So he asked for that. He's apparently said, hey, I will meet with the board of trustees so they can tell me what we've got to work with. He's obviously, he knows what it is. He said, listen, they need to talk. Let them tell me. Let me come ask them some questions. They said, no, no, that's, no, that's not a good idea. Don't, don't, don't come talk. Don't worry about it. This is the worst possible work environment. I think we could put anybody in, especially anybody who we want to do a job that is this important and this difficult a job to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the ridiculousness of that is it's not even that the power structure is so terrible. It's that we've gotten gotten to a place now where we're firing a head coach for not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, what are we, what are we, what what, what are we really doing here? Like we're firing people for not doing anything wrong and then trying to convince them that they shouldn't get a buyout because of that. Like what are we being, so we're just going to make up reasons why I don't like you anymore so I can fire you for cause so I don't have to pay you money I owe you because for whatever reason I I don't like you. This is the most insane. This is the this is the dumbest crap. For for you know anything you love, you value the thing that you love to have character mm-hmm. and integrity. And so the lack of integrity, even in that Ike, baffles me. Okay, you want to fire a coach? We can look at a coach's record and argue. Okay, they're not performing. Right. But you have a good body of work to even come to that conclusion. If you feel that the previous coaching staff wasn't getting it done. And if the athletic director can come on our platform and tell us he could just survey and look around the program and see that the hope needed to continue was not there. It tells me that a culture change needed to be invoked into this program. And just like any type of renovation project, it takes time. And it usually ends up looking worse before it ever gets better. Especially if you got to gut out some things and people. Yeah. It doesn't go from okay to beautiful. Sometimes it goes from bad to worse because you have to literally remove the things that were contributing to such a bad culture. So there will be kicking and screaming along the way because, yeah, it probably does look bad. But as I mentioned, there there have been issues that extend beyond the coach. How do you convince, if you're Alan Green, how do you convince a head coach to come to Auburn? This is what we're Here's where we are now. If I'm Alan Green and I come to a coach and say, I'm interested in you for the Auburn job, that coach will look Alan Green square in the eye and says, what about the others? I see you, but what about the other people? Do they want me? 
because if they don't, that makes my job harder. I don't want to be the next Brian Harson. It's your boy Ike Jones, and you're listening to the War Report's Weekend Tailgate Podcast. Did you know that you can find this and most of our other podcast content on YouTube first? That's right. Just search The War Report on YouTube and you'll find our channel where we broadcast this and other shows live. We've also got Auburn football and basketball press conferences, film reviews, game highlights, interviews, and special guest segments too. All of the Auburn sports content you can ask for and then some. Now that you know, let's get back to the show. And you know what? That So what you just said is interesting because it won't be Alan Green going to these people. You know, we heard in the last right. coaching search that um, Bill Clark made some public statements about he interviewed with somebody and that he asked for control and they did not promise him control. And he said, "Ah, who wants to deal with that in a very dismissive way publicly about Auburn? And at the time, people was like, man, forget Bill Clark. President Jay Googe and Alan Green, well, Jay Googe said, we did not talk to Bill Clark. He hmm. basically said Bill Clark is lying. I am now completely sure that somebody from Auburn talked to Bill Clark. Right. And he didn't want to play their game, and he put them on blast. Now, it may not have been the formal search committee or A.D. Right. Green or Jay Googe that talked to Bill Clark, but I'm fairly certain at this point that Kevin Steele was plan A, and when Kevin Steele didn't work out, they went to plan B. Talking to the people in the region who had had good rapport, coaches that were supposedly next up, like Billy Napier, mm-hmm. um, somebody who's built a program from scratch, like Bill Clark, and said, hey, we like what you've done. Come on up here. Make sure we can keep this hand up your back and you got a good job. And they said, no. No, no, thank you. You got it. And right. walked away. And that left us for every person that we pitched or that they pitched. Hey, we, we're going to run the show, but you're going to be the head coach. You ready? And they said, no, nobody wants to do that. They had seen what happened with Gus Malzahn. This wasn't a secret. I think the coaching ranks are a lot tighter than any of us probably see. Their agents talk to each other, if not them. You know, their assistant coaches talk to the, you know, from coaches from other programs. So they know what it's like to work here and, and what the constraints are. And I'm fairly certain that what happened was A.D. Green said, yeah, we're not gonna go and get anybody who you have poisoned or who you like because you like them. We're going to do a football coach search based on football, and we're going to get a guy that knows football and is willing to accept the challenge here and build the program. Harson was that guy. And it had nothing to do with whether anybody at the top liked it or not. They chose a coach who was outside of the sphere of influence of the good old boy network of the familiar agents peddling the same coaches from job to job to job. And they got a football coach. And by all accounts, reports from players who didn't like how he ran things and did, he is a good football coach. Right. Nobody has disputed that. So when you said, see that, well, how do you go and and how does A.D. Green go and pitch his job? He wouldn't. What has likely happened is when that person decided, listen, I'm tired of this Harson guy. We got to get him out of here. Let's get the stuff going. Let's get it stirred up. We got to get him out of here. They already had somebody in mind. And we will see very shortly, once what seems to be a predetermined uh, decision, once it occurs, once they make this announcement and decide they're going in a new direction, 
the first name we hear is likely the name that they have already reached out to. They have already talked to. They've already talked to this guy's agent. They've already made sure, talked to him about what he's going to control and how he's going to control it. Our next coach, and it the same way I say this about Harston and the next coach, them being under the thumb of the administration or not does not mean they are not good football coaches. Right, right. It is entirely possible that we could get a coach with a hand up his back that is actually a good coach. I actually feel like I owe Gus Malzahn an apology at this point. Yeah, I do too. Because I was very much like <laughs> yeah. over him, yeah. and I'm just like, you know what? I maybe, maybe, you know, he he didn't do so great at you, but it's real. It's he had he had a tough job, and yeah. this is this is not the like. Despite all the things I dislike about how he coached the football program and the the environment that he set up for those uh, players to be in, good God, man! Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you expect somebody to be? good at their job when they're being handcuffed the entire time. Like, that's just not, right. it's not fair, man. It's not right. fair. Um, I, I don't know that he would be any better a football coach than Brian Harson, but he dang sure did not have the ability to coach the way he wanted to. And Are at you? least I would be more satisfied with criticisms of Gus Malzahn if I felt like he was able to do it how he wanted and he failed. I don't feel like he got to do it how he wanted and he wasn't in a position to succeed. He just right. wasn't. That's not right. fair. Yeah. And and very in a very similar way, we know that there are things that Harson could have controlled to keep the Wolves at bay. You win two more games, one of those being that Alabama game. I don't think this is happening. At least it's not happening to this extent and it's not happening this soon. Right. But all it takes is a bad year. That's, That's all, all we've learned. Like yeah. you're you're just one you're just one season away that's not ideal from them moving on you. If they don't like you. Right. And, Tuberville. And, Tuberville. All it took with him to go was five and seven. Yeah. Gone. And to the, in, in Gus's case, even though we knocked him for a lot of stuff, QB development was still number one. And that's still. Sure. Yeah. Like I said, I said, I have issues with how he coached the football program. Right. But like his success was still handcuffed. There are football so. reasons that both of these guys were as maligned as Gus was. And in a very, very, very short sample size, you could nitpick Harson's first year, sure. We lost too many games. But yeah. that it, it seems like here's a razor's edge, and you just drift a little too far into the dark end of the, of the pool, and we are pulling your card. And that's all you get. Because you don't have autonomy. Maybe you can make seven out of ten decisions that need to be made, and you have to make sure every one of those is right because these other three, we're making them for you. Right. And that that just doesn't seem like a healthy way to work. That's we, I apologize for not being able to grab some of these super chats, uh, but guys, we're going to run through these real quick before we move on to the next step. I did want to talk about Harson because, again, I'm just curious as to how, how where does he go from here, um, just in terms of his reputation. This damaged his reputation. N- make no mistake about it. Um, this article did in terms of how he's perceived by coaches and the whole nine. This was not a good look for him. We'll talk about that at another time, just in the interest of, of having to knock out some other topics. Big Blue, we appreciate you, man. He says, Ike, I'd love to apo- I'd like to apologize to you after seeing the whining about Harson being too tough or not talking to their mama enough. I think a lot of roster turnover was needed to get us where we want to be. Any, any, any comments, Ike? 
takes hey, a big listen, man to takes a big man to hey, apologize. You are probably one of the few people who ever came <laughs> back and was like, you know what? Maybe you were right. It don't happen too often, and I appreciate takes, that. Takes takes a big man. Uh, takes a big man. We appreciate you for that. Walt says, "Is this the most impactful show ever for the War Report?" <laughs> Hashtag I stand with Harson. I don't know. That's for you guys to decide. Uh, but yeah. we're gonna talk about it. Uh, Big Blue says, having said that, I'm still worried about OC, recent Junior Day flop, Harson missing key events, etc. Hoping Harson does some course correcting and the powers that be are checked by. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, um, yeah by I, don't know. I don't know how Alan Green's <laughs> going to check anybody. He's not in position to check somebody, man. He can't so, check um, who raises chicks. Listen, while we're, on the, while we're wishing Big Blue, I wish for world peace. <laughs> I wish for a million in my bank account. Um, but you're right. You're right. These I would hope for these things to change. I'm with you, Big Blue, 100%. Yeah. JT says, according to Justin Hoke, um, Alan Green met with players Friday and more bad things than good was said. What is the truth of the situation? Somebody tell me. We not the ones that tell you, sir. Yeah, we, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. Unless he was in that meeting, I don't know, or somebody reported back to him and said it was more bad than good. I don't know how he even knows. Um, I don't know the truth. I wasn't there. I haven't talked to any players who were part of that or any staff that were part of that meeting, so no clue. Appreciate you, Bill Petty. I'm not sure if you chatted anything, um, but appreciate you for that. Uh, Scrolling down, Big Blue comes back again. SUNY got the first perfect 10. Positive news there. SUNY got the first perfect 10 in about 30 years yesterday at LSU. Um. Again, the, love. Yep. these are these are some of the things. Like again, it was all good just a week ago. The quote, the <laughs> great poet uh, Sean Carter. Um, <laughs> we just signed Bruce Pearl. Gymnastics is jumping, and here comes football. Right? Yeah. yeah. For all the wrong reasons. Uh, again, appreciate the super uh, sticker, Bill. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, let's see here. I'm scrolling. Says you how far up I was. Walt Taylor says this is the same issue we had with Bobby Louder. Now it's just Jimmy Rain. He, he's become a very popular name, um, that's for sure, over the past few years. Jazzy Joe says, is, is it clear that the Boosters are not Auburn fans? Do we even know who they are? Um, yeah, uh, We know who some of them are, but I don't, know know some who, of them are. I don't know who the troublemakers and the malcontents in that group are. I, I assume no. that they're all Auburn fans. They just don't know how to not be entitled people with money. Right. Right. We, we, this is double comma temper tantrums is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Lisa Wise, appreciate you, Lisa. This new article answers questions and criticism about why Harson didn't move faster hiring the OC and filling other openings. It provides definitely some context. It, it, it definitely gives us some context. And again, there's two sides to a story. Uh, JT Martin says, Coach Clark was my head coach in high school. That man is one of the most honest people I've ever met. If he says he talked to someone, then he did. Again, this story put this story causes me to question a lot, even mm-hmm. the whole Alan Green situation, because it almost seems like we know that there's no people aren't perfect in doing their jobs. Even if they do a good job, they may not be perfect. There will be mistakes along the way. It makes me question the whole fiasco with Alan Green, seeing as though he was the one who went out and played a big part in getting Harson. Like, I question all of it now. And we kind of questioned it then, but it seems more apparent now than it did before. Yeah. Uh, Wardam ATL, Napier made a comment that he didn't know who he would be answering to at Auburn. I remember that comment. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember that comment. Mm-hmm. 
this is a problem, y'all. This is a problem, just even moving forward. He says, I stand... Oh, appreciate this, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> appreciate I think that. I always butcher his name, though. A-C-C-S-S-I. I just gonna say yeah, letters. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right. A-C-C-S-S-I. I stand with Harson and against the reins. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you because this, this, this is not what has happened. Does more damage than it ever does good. Yeah. Um, Walt says Philip Marshall is saying Harson basin is basically out and most likely AD Green too. Wow. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes out. I, again, I don't. I, I am leaning towards the camp that says that that's likely the course of action here. I just don't know why we're going. To, I don't know how they get out of this without paying a buyout, which is they're gonna ridiculous. have to pay it. They're gonna have to pay it. They're gonna have to pay it because it's gonna get worse if if he if he takes this to court. If this if yeah. this is a lawsuit, and there's it's going to get like there's no reason Brian Harson should not take this to court. And I am I'm appalled that anybody would suggest that he wouldn't win. You know, they were saying um, the NFL, um, with a suit that was just brought against them by Brian Flores, and even in the past with with Colin Kaepernick, they were saying that the NFL settles, and I think somebody else mentioned, the NFL always settles because they don't want you going through their phone records. Because if I have to say, well, we have to look at communication between all relevant parties to see if this was, you know, collusion or whatever it is then they get access to your phone records. And you don't want things coming out about how you make decisions or when you make decisions. So you say, fine, here's your money, get out of here. So that's why I don't, I don't see them not paying. They have to pay. Because yeah. everything we've heard, and that article mentioned it as well, it said Harson was a very clean program guy. Like It said he, he came in and said, we don't have to cheat to get players here. Don't cheat. We're not going to do it. He would tell his assistants, coaches, and, and, and grad, everybody, do not cheat. We're not going to do that here. He right. seemed to be so straight-laced that maybe, <laughs> too straight-laced maybe, but really not personable enough. If there's any fault here, and I don't want to say it's a fault as far as um, if you're not a personable, how-you-doing guy, there, I do believe you have to have some of that here to thrive here. That's the culture in the South. That's the culture at Auburn University. If that means if you're not that type of person, then people aren't going to be as high on you, then that that is a shortcoming in this coaching position, not as an individual. Everybody doesn't have to be warm and fuzzy and ask you how you're doing all the time. But here, um, it specifically mentioned that he, it rubbed somebody the wrong way that he didn't attend a charity golf event hosted, uh, put on by Bo Jackson. I think it was a Bo Jackson charity golf event. He didn't go. He sent a couple of his coaches or a couple of people underneath him to go. And said that rubs some people the wrong way. Now, to be clear, that's not a job requirement as a football coach. And it also doesn't make you a terrible person or bad at your job if you don't want to go. But the culture here, he had to understand what the culture was. And I, th I think that is a fair criticism. Is he a good culture fit? None of this is a fireable offense, though. Uh, before we get, before we move on, Walt Taylor says, assuming Harson that Harson is out, this will set the football program back many, many years. Hey, this is why I asked, where does Auburn go from here? Because you have a lot of things working against you. Even if you you let go of Harson, who do you bring in, and how comfortable are they going to feel with knowing that they're going to be answering to a few different people? doing their job and how difficult it makes that job you already got you already got to beat nick saban and kirby smart who are the strongest they've ever been but 
How do you manage internally Auburn? How do you overcome Auburn before you can even overcome your enemies? So that's where we are to be continued.